0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, talking some college football with Paul Stone at Paul Stone Sports here this week on Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers YouTube channel. Uh, eventful Saturday, Paul. I mean, some some tough beats or some uh, great wins or whatever. They had a little bit of everything. And a lot of those home dogs, boy, they were right there to win. Baylor uh, could have won. Uh, Tulane, if, you know, Pratt, a late scratch. Uh, they were still competitive with the backup quarterback. Texas Tech, a heartbreaker at home. Cal could have won at home against all. A lot of these home dogs were near misses in uh, in this week of college football.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, been college football, you know, you get some strange beats, some bad beats, and I think our uh, we kind of are predisposed, I think, as betters to kind of accept the uh, the gifts and, and kind of feel like those are our uh, due and then really uh, play out <laughs> the bad beats. But I had Texas Tech plus uh, seven over Oregon, feel like it was the right side, so to speak, but... Uh, Things happen. That's a tough one to swallow, but you know, you got to you got to chalk it up and uh, mark it as an L and move on to the next week and go from there.
0: Oh, it was the right side uh, that that no question about that. Uh, but uh, a tough one. That was one of your losses uh, last week. Let's get to the games. You got four selections this week, Paul. And this is a uh, the back end of a home and home and one that saw Arkansas go to Provo and really just outclass BYU. Now the the Arkansas. Man, they struggled against a Kent State team that we highlighted in the MAC preview. They are decimated, and we saw that giving up nearly 700 yards in the opener to Central Florida. Uh, So, Arkansas, we talked about the concern before the season as well, missing both of their coordinators. And uh, KJ Jefferson does not look as comfortable without Kendall Browse. BYU's catching nine and a half in Fayetteville here.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes as handicappers, rather than betting on a team, so to speak, we bet against a team, and that's what I'm doing here with the BYU Cougars in their first season as the Big Twelve in the Big Twelve. Uh, in this uh, non-conference matchup. You know, coming into this season, looking at, looking at Arkansas offensively, you mentioned K.J. Jefferson, certainly a, a weapon on offense, and then the running back Rocket Sanders, a guy who gained more than 1,400 yards rushing last year. So they had two uh, really nice players at the skill positions. Something that wasn't really spoken about all that much in the offseason, though, they had to replace three starting offensive linemen. Two of those guys were essentially four year starters. Their receiver's room, they only had, or I mean, their return, top returning receiver, I should say, only had 109 receiving yards last year. So they didn't, other than those two guys, they really didn't have a whole lot of proven experience on offense. You going up against Kent State, only seven starters, I believe, total returning. Everybody who keeps power ratings, including myself, had Kent State probably in the bottom three teams of the 133 FBS teams. So not really a a very strong team, to put it mildly. You said almost 700 yards by UCF. I think they had 723. I might check the box again, but 723 yards and 56 points is what I showed in that game, allowed by Kent State. So now they go to Fayetteville this past weekend after being, you know, rolled over by UCF in that manner, Arkansas has to play without Rocket Sanders against Kent State. Sam Pittman, the Razorbacks head coach, said yesterday Sanders will be out again this week against BYU uh, there in Fayetteville. So, you know, I, I just don't I don't see much offense. You look at this game again last week, 28-6 victory over Kent State, whereas UCF gained 723 yards against Kent. Arkansas only gained 308 yards, only averaged 4.8 yards per play. And of their 28 points, seven of those were scored defensively. They scored on an interception return. Nine and a half, you know, they opened with Western Carolina and then last week against Kent State. They're stepping up in class a little bit against against BYU. Nine and a half seems like a heavy burden uh, for this offensively challenged Arkansas uh, team to bear this weekend. They might win, but I don't think they're going to win by more than a touchdown. So I like BYU plus nine and a half over Arkansas.
0: All right, uh, Inla, 700, 730. It's like when you get pulled over doing 95 or 100. I mean, really, <laughs> officer? Was I going a little bit over? So it's uh, both really, really bad. Uh, Louisiana Tech uh, at home in Ruston, four and a half over North Texas. We talked about North Texas in this head scratcher before as far as Seth Luttrell going to six out of seven bowl games. Six bowl games in seven years, and they run him out. Well, they you know, wanted a more exciting offense. Well, they got it. On both sides. You know, you've got to tell those administrators, you got to play defense as well. How bad is this North Texas defense,
1: Paul? I'll tell you, it's just, it's awfully bad. I mean, like you said, uh, Latrell out of town, and they bring in a first year head coach in Eric Morris a guy who played wide receiver at Texas Tech in the mid-2000s. Uh, last year was the offensive coordinator at Washington State. Uh, before that, had some uh, success as head coach at FCS Incarnate Word. But, man, that defense is just – it's only two games. But against Cal and Florida International, the Mean Green outscored 104-60. to uh, they allow 1,183 yards in those two games, 7.3 yards per play. And I like to use Ford International as really the example to show just how bad North Texas has been defensively in its first two games. This is a, a Ford International team that last year, their schedule was ranked 126th out of 131 FBS teams. They only averaged 17 points and 319 yards against that schedule. This season, they didn't look like they're gonna be any better offensively. And in their first two games, they weren't. Uh, They played Louisiana Tech and FCS Maine. In those two games, before playing North Texas, they scored a grand total of 31 points, gained a grand total of 487 yards. So they appeared to be maybe even worse offensively this season did Florida International. Then they go up against North Texas, 46 points, 514 yards, uh, 7.7 yards per play. Uh, they beat the Mean Green 46 to 39. First time, uh, F uh, or the most points, rather, scored by Florida International against a uh, FBS team since the middle of 2019. This North Texas defense is just really bad. I think transfer quarterback Hank Bachmeyer in Louisiana Tech uh, puts up 40 or so against uh, North Texas. I made this game actually minus 10. So I think it's a little light at four and a half. Take Louisiana Tech minus four and a half over North Texas.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, an, uh, an odd uh, an oddity that you both of these teams have a uh, you know common opponent already. And at Florida International uh, Louisiana Tech game, remember that was such. Um, I mean, that was a misleading box score. I mean, that or misleading final score. That box mm-hmm. score showed you that they should have won by about three or four touchdowns, and they won on the last uh, last minute of the game. Uh, by five so eh, we'll take another five point win there in Ruston again North Texas try- trying to find themselves uh, on that defensive end and of course Auburn's got better players than uh, North Texas but Cal could not do anything offensively late Saturday night against Auburn at home as well all right uh, Wake Forest uh, one of the weather delay games but against uh, Vanderbilt they get the win Now, one of these odd little games are going to travel to Norfolk to take on Old Dominion. Demon Deacons here post uh, Sam Hartman era, minus 14 on the road.
1: You know, first of all, there are no, as we know, there are no absolutes in uh, handicapping college football. But one angle that I like to employ, especially when other factors are present, is betting against a weaker team off of a straight up victory. And especially, even more so, if that victorious team was the betting uh, underdog the previous week when they won, and now they're the betting underdog again this week. And Old Dominion uh, fits that bill this week as a go-against team. You know, they're home against Wake Forest, uh, hosting an ACC opponent, obviously a big deal there in Norfolk. Old Dominion again coming off a 38-31 victory uh, over Louisiana, um, or the artist formerly known as Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, They defeated uh, the Raging Cajuns as a six-point home underdog. Now they find themselves catching 14 at home against Wake Forest, again, of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Not to belittle last week's victory, but I believe it speaks more to this season's Louisiana squad than it does to any substantial improvement made by Old Dominion. The Monarchs, uh, you know, you talked about Kent returning very little experience, Old Dominion in the same boat. They returned virtually no one, a total of seven starters off last season's uh, three-win team. I like to utilize a couple of experience charts in my preseason preparation. One ranked Old Dominion is the 125th most experienced team. The other, the 130th most experienced team. So they don't have a whole lot of players back. Lower-level teams, again, they st- seem to struggle with prosperity when they win a game. Last year, Old Dominion won three games again. The ensuing game, they failed to cover in all three. I think this Wake Forest offense, Mitch Griffiths now getting his third start of this season, I think they're going to rack up some points against the Monarchs, take Wake Forest, lay 14 in Norfolk.
0: All right, Demon Deacons uh, minus the points on the road. The gift that keeps on giving. That's right, the Hawk under. Went under again. You know, they say when you have a return touchdown, it probably puts a total over. Had one of those, a pick six for Iowa, and it still went under. So here come the Cyclones again. Uh, two and a half, 44 and a half uh, at Ohio. A, a rare trip to a MAC venue here. Rourke came back against Florida Atlantic, and they pulled out the victory on the road down in Boca. Now Iowa State, two and a half. The total is what you're interested in, Paul, is at 44 and a half.
1: You know, first of all, Jimmy, I'll start this off with kind of a disclaimer. Like you mentioned last week, uh, the game Iowa-Iowa State goes under the total, closing total of about 36, despite a defensive touchdown, which is kind of a rarity. In college football games, the disclaimer being in college football games, points can be scored uh, in a variety of unexpected ways. So sometimes you can have a game with low, a low total like this one, that has virtually no yards and the game can go over. So I'm going to put that little uh, disclaimer out there that sometimes you have a glaring lack of offense and it still goes over. But this is just too, you know, this is going to be a streak like this and I'm going to mention some numbers. A streak like this is only going to end once. So oftentimes I'll ride those streaks until they do indeed end. And some of the, the data that I've uh, gathered involving these, these two teams, first of all, they've played five games this season between the two of them. All five have gone under. All five have had fewer than 40 points scored. The games have averaged only 33.8 points per game. The betting scandal that rocked the Iowa State athletic program, it saw six current Cyclones suspended, uh, all but one of those for the entire season. And the reason I bring that up is those suspensions primarily affected their offense. They lost their starting quarterback to suspension, their starting running back, uh, and two offensive linemen, uh, one of whom was expected to be a starter. They didn't have a whole lot of personnel to give up to begin with on offense. Only averaged 18.2 points per game last year against FBS opponents. That was with a big time receiver in Xavier uh, Hutchinson. So they didn't really have any weapons to begin with. And then this season, in splitting their first two games against FCS Northern Iowa, And then last week, uh, as we mentioned against rival Iowa, the Cyclones failed to exceed 290 total yards offense in either of those games. So they're extremely uh, offensively challenged, but they are still playing really strong defense under Matt Campbell. In their last 39 games, uh, dating back to the start of the 2020 season, Iowa State has only given up an average of 20.4 points per game. And obviously in the Big 12, they faced, in those last three seasons plus, they faced some pretty good offenses in the Big 12, only allowing 20.4. Ohio, of the MAC, kind of traditionally the last few years, known more as a offensive team, but they've really played some pretty good defense. Again, not against great opponents, but they've played pretty good defense to this point. I'm just gonna keep on taking the the under train until it uh, fails me. Iowa State, Ohio in Athens, under 44 and a half.
0: Talking about adjusting lines, and no no line has been adjusted uh, more than the Colorado Buffaloes for obvious reasons. But, you know, at Bent Rivers, we've been looking at those look-ahead lines. They have a September 30th uh, number out in uh, with the USC-Colorado game. The total, 73. I think it's a little light uh, right there. I thought it was going to be around the uh, 8 0 uh, number. We will see. Uh, of course, Nebraska uh, forcing that, that defense and very little offense, uh, forcing that game to go way below the total. But I think with USC as an over machine in Colorado, just something to look at. Uh, that, along with the squares, man, a, a great promo at Bet Rivers right now with our squares uh, program. Went up to $10,000 in free play. Look for the squares icon on your Bet Rivers, man. You usually pops up uh, right out the chute. So, our squares promo, a great way to cash in some uh, for for very small play, just a ten dollar play right now at Bet Rivers. For Paul Stone, we do it each and every week. His top three to five best bets of the week in college football, right here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.